And welcome to episode 78 of Wingman's Garage. We are broadcasting live from the Nashville ATV Repair Studios, located at 3639 Trailsdale Drive. If you have an issue with your motorcycle, please call Will Wright at 615-669-9659. If you like the show, you like what we do, please go to patreon.com backslash wingman's garage and donate whatever you can to keep this show on the rails and coming to you with better equipment Better topics. On the rails, as on the rails as this show could be. <laughs> right. Yes. If you have questions or comments, you can call Wingman's Garage phone number, which is 2625-GO-RIDE. That's 2625-GO-RIDE. Ride. We have Crystal Wingman. Yo. We have SV Will. What up? Brandon the Track Rat. Brandon the Track What? <laughs> what Wait, the what? shit? Just my hair's longer than his. That's what it is. Daniel the track rat. You already forgot Daniel's name. It's okay. It's been that kind of day. <laughs> it has been that, it's been that kind of week. What are you talking about? <laughs> Brandon the food dude and Will the ranch are currently putting a tire on a wheel so that they can go to the flat track races. It's coming up this Saturday at the Calsonic Arena in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Just a side note on that. Me and my dad's band are also playing at the Shelbyville Moose Lodge from 8 to 12 that same Saturday. So come watch the motorcycle racing, come have a drink and hang out at the bar with us. We play really good music. You have a good time. It's a good, good way to spend a Saturday. No, they don't. Great time. Great time. They play shitty music. Anyways, welcome to uh, the new episode. I guess I should speak now. That's Eeyore, by the way. That's Eeyore. Yeah. The man normally behind the camera. A lot going on, but not really. Not really, um, no. Tonight we're actually going to be talking about moto podcasts like ours, just because it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, and then back there, hey, there's Brandon. We're working on racing. We've covered that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, good job, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so now we're talking about moto podcasts. There's quite a few out there. We're obviously just one of them. Yeah. By no means are we anywhere near as good as most of those. No. I swear to God, that compressor kicks on again. <laughs> um. But before we start, I want to send a big shout out to our friends over at Creative Writing Podcast. Yes, what's up, guys? That's the Creative Writing. R I G I N G, not writing. Uh, they have actually just celebrated their hundredth episode. Last Congratulations, week. guys! So, That's been phenomenal. Uh, yes. It's a huge number, and God will be there. Yeah. And think, Shit. I've only been listening for probably forty-five episodes. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah, so they've done quite a bit. Definitely. They're they're pretty flat track centric. Yeah, they're they're kind of all over the place. They're, more recently, been more flat track centric, mm-hmm. uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, which flat is tracking re- sucks. Yeah, but it's them those two guys. It's pretty fun because they did put a lot more effort into production than we do. Um, music and breaks and how to do it properly and everything else. Yeah, um, better auto quality. For sure. Other auto quality audio quality is. Apparently you. they know how to speak. Yeah, they know how to speak <laughs> as well. They're not from the south, so they have to deal with this fucked up accent that we get stuck with. Well, the minute we start speaking, they think at least two of us are Duke boys. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, Again, we'll, tonight we're going to be talking all about them, but just want to get that out of the way. Um, keep it up, guys. You, yeah, we definitely doing appreciate fantastic. it. So we've kind of done something different with, than most podcasts. Most podcasts stay on the audio only, um, which honestly is probably smart. Probably a smart, better idea. <laughs> um, who, who thought the live idea was a good idea? Yeah, well, <laughs> and we're glad that you're all here to watch with It was us. definitely me and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There are so many good ones out there. Obviously, we've got our friends out in Santa Cruz, uh, the Misfits from Recycle Garage. Um, huge shout out to them. Yes, huge shout out. We've got our friends at, uh, at Cleveland Moto. Uh, there is a new one, girl on a mo- motorbike, I think it is. I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't. She just she just did her third episode cool. just a few days ago. Um, Thanks for joining us, guys. Hey, man. Thought you were Will. I, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Will, Will's out locking up, and uh, we finally got the thing, Tyra on. Thing, things ready for racing, yeah. You're race ready now? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Awesome. Ish. Yes, absolutely. Ish. Big shout out to Jeff. He just started watching. Jeff is the guy that runs MTD Track Days. Uh, we'll talk about track day scheduling that's been released and all that kind of stuff later. There you go. If you don't listen to any other motorcycle podcast, you're missing out. Yeah, if you um, just listen to us, we're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's a lot to be had about that. Yeah. Um, come on in, Will. Will's finally decided to sh- Welcome show Welcome to Nashville ATV Repair. Hey, gang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, man. Get out there and listen to, to a bunch of them. There's uh, Law Abiding Biker, um, mm-hmm. Moto Men, if you're Harley-centric, which if you are, we're not going to hold that against you. It's all two um, wheels. It's all two wheels. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm wearing a Harley bracelet, so it's okay. I'm fairly certain there's got to be something out there for you three-wheel people, but I've Probably. not looked. Um, there's a two enthusiasts who are very Ducati-centric. Um, <laughs> we really won't hold that against you. <laughs> but they actually get to ride all these things. Well, see, that's the problem. They actually get to ride it anyway. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> uh, let me see who else is out there. There's there's a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot. Everyone of- brings their own flavor to the to the scene. Um, but the best thing is most of these people, they actually get the community together. Yeah. Um, I think we started to touch the tip of the iceberg with that. Uh, at least I'd hope we touch could. it like the tip of the iceberg, like the fucking Titanic. Apparently <laughs> we, we touched the tip. We did touch just the touch tip. the tip. That's right. Just mm-hmm. the tip. Just the tip. Uh, mm. but you know, places mm-hmm. like, uh, <laughs> that fucking tip died, didn't it? Yeah, it did. For those who we were watching, we're sorry. No, we're not. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> people like the Recycle Garage. I mean, they are a co-op garage that's only open on Sundays. Uh, and they have people just coming in from... Everywhere. Everywhere. And they've got a cast of characters even from weirder sunny than Santa ours. Cruz, California? Sunny Santa Cruz, California. Y'all are fucking spoiled. Well, they did get rain this weekend. Oh, this just this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Some rain. It wasn't freezing rain. It wasn't freezing rain. <laughs> no. They could actually still participate in motorcycling activities in the rain. Yes. But again, that's what? what this is really all about. It's not just about us sitting here drinking beer and talking to each other. Which but, is what usually happens around us anyway. Right. <laughs> yes! There's a moth flying around and just landed on Will's ear. Buzzed in. Uh, but really, it's about getting to know most more of you out there. Uh, not that long ago, I remember it was really just me and Daniel, and when he was still here, Tyler, just sitting here talking to each other and hoping someone was out there listening. I said it, what? He watches, man. He joins us. 
And then all of a sudden... We, like, grew five people. Yeah. All of a sudden, we had Eeyore, and we had SV, and we had Tyler Gentry on one show. And the next thing I know, we're all sitting here in Nashville ATV Repair, and we're... I missed that. I wasn't there for that. The no, you weren't. Tyler, Will, and Eeyore show. No. I was in Florida. I was on vacay. We held that Starbucks down. Yeah. Terrified them more than normal. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, more than normal. <laughs> That what, poor Starbucks. Whatever. Yeah. But here we are. We need to go back there and do what? Do a show. Do a show at Starbucks. Just Again, to, just to do just it. Just to do it. Just to fuck with them. Sounds like a plan. We'll do it. <clears throat> Get like 50 people out there. <laughs> and then, you know, was it was episode 55. Yeah. We had the mini bike races here. That's right. We're going to do that again. Yes, yeah. we do. We'll do that once it warms up again. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. But, I'm down. I mean, episode 55, we had the biggest turnout we've ever seen for people being on the show. Yeah. Kind of. You know, that was that was a good time. That was a fun time. That's a good video. Go down YouTube, type in, go to our YouTube channel and watch that video. We had a yes. good time. We almost, we, Chris almost got ran over by CRF 450X. You got the shot though. Yeah. But he yeah. almost got ran over. But it was worth it. And then one of the it shots, that same 450 almost ended up in a dumpster. So, <laughs> off a wheelie. Yeah. That was great. That, that was, was a good, that was, that was a, a fun time. night. Yeah. What's going time. on, John? You wrecked a lot. I says, hold on, just, but I do. But the pavement's better now. John, what up? Okay, now that John has joined us, <clears throat> let's talk about growing we'll, the community. So we'll, we'll talk about yes. growing the community a little bit. Um, John is the proprietor of Trackapalooza. He has he hosts track days at Little Talladega in Alabama, NCM up here in Kentucky, NOLA down in New Orleans, outside New Orleans, and I think that's it. John, let me know if I missed one. I think I may have missed one, but I don't know. Um, he just released the schedule today, I think. Um, starting in February at Little Talladega. So the first one's in February. The second one, we're going to try to get a group of us down there at the March-April event. As many as we can. As many as we can get down there. Um, but if you're in the area and you see, jump on Wingman Nation, go find Trackapalooza, go like his Facebook page, you'll get all the updates and everything. Um... Southeast, he runs them down there. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful group to run with. I've ridden with, I've ridden with John a lot on the track. I, have, I think the only track of Palooza event I've actually ridden was the last one up in Bowling Green. Um, very good event, very well run. Um, some shenanigans happen after on Saturdays. We cook, we have a big potluck, so there's food to be had and plenty of alcohol to be partaken of. Ten events next year. Roebling, that's the last, that was the one I was forgetting. Roebling, I haven't been to Roebling, but um, check it out. Uh, Jeff is actually on here too. He is the proprietor for Midwest Track Days. He the the most south he comes is Bowling Green. He does Putnam Park, Bowling Green, and I think there's one more. I always forget one. But if you're going to get on the racetrack like this heifer right here, heifer. Um, that's polite. There's three of us here, and we're all <laughs> this SV Will's getting on the track, so I'm gonna drag his ass down to a track Palooza event, and right. then make fun of him mercilessly. John so says, no shenanigans. Yeah, you. Right, John, you're the ringleader. I don't want to hear it. Um, for legal reasons. For legal reasons, yes. Well, we'll get to that later. We don't know what you mean by that. What MTD is the best Midwest track day. No. Oh, shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> anyway. What do you think what do you think the cheapest way to get on a track is? Little Talladega, it's two hundred bucks for a weekend usually. Um, um 
that's the least expensive way to actually go do a track day if you have a motorcycle and other gear. If I already have a jacket, can I just buy the pants and have a zip around? If you have a leather jacket and you buy leather pants with the pucks, absolutely. Not chaps. You can't wear just chaps. Can I wear chaps and the leather pants with the boot? I don't see why not, but you may not pass tech for that. <laughs> hmm. Although we do have a guy, we do have a gentleman that has tassels on his leathers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you saw him. He, he passed tech? Yo, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> what if it gets caught in the, the chain? I think you called it fringe. 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 Batman, what up? What's going on, man? Oh. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. Check the schedules. Follow them. Um, yeah. It's, everybody get on the racetrack with us because it's way too much fun. Hey, if the guys at 27 Cycles can get out there on their dinas. Oh, fuck yeah. There's no reason. There's really. absolutely no reason. If I've seen an Ultra Classic and a Gold Wing on a racetrack, you can come out. The Ultra Classic lasted a lap and a half. The Goldwing down at Little Talladega broke the Goldwing track record at Little Talladega. I don't know what it is, but he was moving pretty well. Anyway. Selbert is a Selbert is the fringe warrior. Yes. It's pretty entertaining when you see somebody come past you at 170. Oh, sweet. And, and it's flapping in the wind. And John says who you will be renting built R3s next year at all the events. Whoa. Oh, Ooh. we need to get in on that. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> we need to get in on that. That'll be entertaining. We need How does that a, work? Do you get we need to have an after-hours wingman's R3 race. Or just a wingman's garage R3 race in the novice group. <laughs> Daniel, you won't be allowed to be part of that one. Why? <laughs> Why? That's you're bullshit. Not... How many times have you been on the track? Enough. How many times have you been on the track? Yeah, right. Doesn't matter. How many times have you been on the track? So oh, no. No, yeah. he's starting this yeah. bullshit because he doesn't want to get waxed. <laughs> I'm saying all of us on the same bikes. Yeah. The guy that's been racing for 10 years. I'll give you I'll give you, a, I'll give you. a head start. How about that? Has he? Have you raced? Yeah. For 10 years? Not for 10 years, but I haven't raced. I'll give you guys a front straight. How about that? He's done more than what we have on track. Oh, you got um, giving him a How does it work? How does it work when you rent? Is that three of them to rent? R- he's renting R3s. I don't know how many he has. Oh, right. But it's one of those deals where you'll pay for the track event and then you'll pay for the rental. John. So is it you think you just gonna rent them all day or like one session? Though? Probably all day. John, you need six. You need six of them. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. got plenty. Don't I worry. Need six. Uh, what if we all just rent one and do one session on it? That'd be boring. What if it's like super cheap though? That'd still be boring. Boring is cheap. See, the, the key point to this conversation is cheap. SV Will really wants Daniel to wax his ass almost as much as Daniel wants to wax his ass. Not really, no. I'll let him wax his own ass. That's Resilient. Kind of <laughs> I'm getting beer. I need alcohol after that one. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's that, and that's coming up. When was that? March? March 31st. March 31st. April 1st is the official day on that one. Um, he will have. Well, what the fuck, man? Yeah. No. I'm not sitting on your lap. Come on. You can face me. Your, <laughs> your beard's white enough for Santa, but not quite. <laughs> What's going on, Daniel? Checking in from Columbia. Can, can Columbia, what up? He's got four. You can look me in the eyes. Though. Whoa, really? He's got four, yeah. So and We'll include the track day as well, Thrill. Really? Ooh, okay, cool. Wow. We need two more. Um, yeah. Is it for a whole day? Is that what it is? It's one whole day? We'll find out yeah. here shortly. So well, yeah, I think you just asked him. He's about to answer. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and of course we're going to go ahead and we'll we'll post this all to the page. Which John, feel free to post everything he did and everything. He, he threw it on Wingman's Nation. He yep. threw the schedule on there. Um, we still got to get him on the damn show. Yes, we do. We really need to get him and Shane from Track Toys. Yep. We'll have to get him on the show. He's in Canada though, so we'll have to like live stream that or whatever. Yeah. So 
But yeah, now Shane from Tag Toys is be entertaining. Me and him in Dallas have some fun conversations. <laughs> anyway. But so there's that. Um, get on the track next year, all of you fuckers. It's too much fun. Fuckers. Fuckers. Anyway. How was it? This is a two-time show. Two-time show? Sorry. Gotcha. I've cut back. <laughs> You're on a diet, huh? Good. Very yeah. good. Yes. Um, yeah. He asked me, I was asked if I could cut back on someone. I said, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We <laughs> doing great. We'll say this. I I gotta say this. Um, this past Thanksgiving, we did lose a track brother in a car crash. Someone ran a red light and hit him in his car. Kurt, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Kurt. Ride in peace, Kurt. Wonderful guy. Cow. We called him Cowboy. If you ever saw him without a cowboy hat, he was taking his helmet off. Um, really good guy. Rode. Um, he was more into the smaller displacement bikes, Ninja Five Hundred and a DSV. Really great guy, always fun to be around, but rest in peace, Kurt. Um, all our thoughts and prayers with the family. Um, there's that. Sorry. Yeah. Great man. Absolutely great man. But back to podcasts. Back to podcasts. First, I want to say what's going, up? going on, Walter. Long time no see. What up, dude? Um, so, yeah, podcasts. What goes into a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of planning. Let's say that. Not a whole lot of planning. Um, like I said, there are definitely much more polished shows than ours. Um, <laughs> they're all more polished than us. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, in the I last... Every day. Your opinion doesn't count here. <laughs> See, well, you're, well, you do have to admit, they do have actual audio equipment for yes. the most part. Yes. Yeah. We're just what working we with... Look at that well, big son of a bitch right there in the middle of the table. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, oh, they have they they can like do <laughs> concerts at you know mm-hmm. legitimate venues. Well, we can start a band. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like backup vocals though. No, Palmer says what's up. Right, what's up, Dennis? I mean, honestly, here's here's the deal. Hamburgers watching. That's the deal. Oh. <laughs> uh, Podcasting is one of the few things you can really get into fairly cheap and really just express yourself. Yeah. Um, as long as you have an internet connection and download Audacity for free, learn how to use it to a point, you can make your own podcast. It doesn't have to be about motorcycles, but hey, more the merrier. Um, really just get out there and do it. You can get on shoutengine.com like we do and post everything to that. It's, and it's free. free. Yeah. And it goes right out to Google. It goes out to iTunes and a bunch of other podcast sites. Yeah. And uh, just do it. Let's see what you have to say about things. Um, uh, real quick, Lucifer uh, is asking a question. He says, what is this about? I've shared the uh, podcast with uh, a lot of the motorcycle pages that I'm part of. There you this go. is a motorcycle-related uh, podcast, Lucifer. About podcast tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it is podcast night, but we will probably talk about motorcycle slap. Oh, we will. We will. We'll talk about one in particular. Yeah. Which one? So, uh, let's segue out of that, and let's yeah. get into some of the proposed news that we've seen. And What's going on, Justin? Yeah. Our friend from Western Power Sports yep. is here. What up, Justin? Oh, shit. What's up, dude? Yeah. Uh, so, it. this is a bike that's been talked about for years now from Honda. Uh, three years. Three years. And it was supposed to be the replacement for the CBR 1000 when they first mentioned it. Uh, it is 
Of course, it sounds like they're just following on the heels of Ducati after Ducati came out. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, not necessarily. But yeah. they were they were proposing to build a V4 powered bike that would replace the CBR and actually be able to compete with World Superbike. See, the, here's what the they thing. Say. That's what they, they say. That's that. what the intention was. They say a lot of things. Um, name that movie. Um, Steve. No. Phil Collins. <laughs> Fiction, I think. Anyway, um, Honda and V4s, they've always done fairly well. They did really well with the RC30. The RC45 did relatively well, but it wasn't nearly as big as uh, as the RC30. They went after, they built the RC51 because V-Twins had a... At the moment, they had the At, the, at that moment in time, they had a rules advantage. And they won two world championships within the three years they ran it. Yep. Which is where so, we had the, the 996 and the yep. 998. And eventually the triple nine. The triple nine was... Actually, the triple nine was a better race bike than the 916, 996 bikes. Oh, yeah. It won more per the time per the time in the world in the actual championship than the 916 did. Mm-hmm. 916 did fantastic because they had Carl Fargy on the bike. You can put Carl Fargy on an engine 250 and it's going to do well. Um... The Triple Nine had a bunch of different people win the championship on it. They had Neil Hodgson, James Toslin, Bayless won on it, um, and it just and held the privateer guys were up toward the front. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember well. Keeley had a Pierre Francesco Keeley, who was probably one of the more fun riders to watch. He had a Triple Nine powered nine nine eight. Then he was leading the championship in 04, and they were like, "Yeah, this is probably good for the brand." But whatever. right. Well, you know, the, the twins at the time had more torque than any of the other bikes. Did. Yeah, I mean, you had you better know? drive coming out of the corner, and it, and the way the power pulses are in a V twin, you your tires last better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the advantage? Could they they could go they had a faster top speed? No, the advantage up to two thousand four displacement. It, it was displacement because on a four cylinder you could only run up to a seven fifty, which is why you saw your. Uh, RC 45s and RC 30s at 750s, mm-hmm. GSXR 750s, ZX7s, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Whereas Ducati, you could run a 1000 cc between. They kind of gotten it back to a, not nearly as that big of a jump, where you could run a 1200 cc between against a 1000 cc four cylinder, right? Like your RSVs versus your Panigales. Um, that's why you see on your Panigale R and all your Panigale race bikes at the time, you only see them. Like the actual race bikes they run in World Superbike are 1199s, mm-hmm. and the and the street bikes are 1299s. Yeah. So just to fit the rule package, like the what was it's that last one they just did? It's the Tree Calore R the final the final one. Yeah. It's an 1199 R motor and a 1299 R frame yeah. right. or suspension because it's right. not really a frame. Right. Right. But that's the big deal on that. So it's a 1,000cc four-cylinder is going to put more power down you have better top speed, whereas a 1,000cc V-twin is going to be better on the tires, it's going to be better torque, and the power band is going to be a lot smoother. But then again, let's also go back to the point when when the uh, RC51 came out and they were up against the, uh, the triple nines and the 998s, you know, a leader bike was only pushing, what, 140 horsepower, if that. Stock, yeah. You know, a 600... Was barely topping out at 100. Yeah. So, stock for stock. Yeah. Right. Um, and real quick, Lucifer had asked, is there such a thing as a CBR 200? No, there it was is a, a 250, 250. And then there's a 300. 
And neither one of them are any... You don't really want to talk about them. Mm, they're good starter bites. They're vanilla. They're very vanilla. Very vanilla. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing about the twins. Right. So, so they came up with those defeat all to come up and challenge all the other twins. So kind of going back to the RC, obviously they came out with RC 213 VS, which the only place yeah. you can race that is style of man. The only place you can race is if you can afford to that too. <laughs> $180,000 to buy in. No yeah. Money. No, I'm out. Oh, uh, hi. Hey. Nice to see you. So was it the RVF? 1000R yeah. is what they're calling it. And again, it's been yep. rumored for years and it's kind of resurfaced again. That was a Carly Designs. He got bored yeah. and threw a bunch of shit. Well, I, it's, it's you look at the graphic, okay, that's pretty, but until you see it in person, until you I, can't say it's really coming. Until a certain somebody that watches the show on occasion kind of lets it loose mm-hmm. that, hey, this might be happening, then I'm going to believe it. Right. Because a V4 doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit the marketing scheme and it does not fit Honda's prescribed mm-hmm. business model yeah. because they've got all the development in the four-cylinder. They've just brought the new CBR 1000 out. Mm-hmm. And the, the big thing is the World Superbike was running a lot of 2016 parts on the 2017 bike. The only bike that was a pure 2017 top-level race bike was Jake Gagne's Broster mm-hmm. AMA Superbike. Yeah. And that was a really, really, really nice we're a Superbike because that was something... They built at the fact at the shop. Well, for them, there was they got the electronics. Well, yeah, right. there was no HRC. There's there was there's yeah. been zero <laughs> HRC involvement with the CBO one thousand, except for the Musashi team over in Japan, and that is a backdoor deal where they're here. Here we're making this and throwing this out the back door. You guys come pick it up. Right. Everybody's laughing at that. I was hoping you guys would laugh at that. Anyway, come pick this up out of our back door. <laughs> Pretty much. What up, Scott? Now. We had a little talk about this before we started. What are your thoughts? And I'm talking to SV Will here because you can't see him. So, Uncle Danny, who might be watching, might not be, needs to come on the show at some point. Yes. He, I remember having a conversation with him three years ago because he used to race, race with Honda um, in the AMA back, like, you know, before we, before we were all born. He's old. Um, oh, so he's RC30 guy. <laughs> On the CBR, that '93 CBR. Oh, he was running Formula Extreme. Okay, so he's been talking about this proposed Honda V4 for about three years, and the tsunami that hit Japan. Tulio, what up? Sorry, supposedly knocked the the production plans back, and so it's pushed it back and pushed it back. But Danny was talking about a Honda that had similar V twin torque with top-end power of a V4 and with all of Honda, because Honda's handled pretty well, with all of Honda's handling package, right? So he's been talking about this bike for three years, and there hasn't been a single image online. There hasn't been a concept designer. Nobody has done anything. And so finally something pops up. What I think is that maybe they thought, uh, you know, maybe we should just wait on this, whatever. Ducati does their whole big unveiling of the V4, and people do go. I mean, I love the meme that Daniel. <laughs> yeah. 
it's the Joker, and he's like, you know, Aprilia's been making a V4 for years, but all of a sudden, Ducati makes one, and everyone loses their mind. Pretty much. It's true. But I see, think, there's, that, that's exactly what I mean, happened. And I think people really did lose their mind. I think people are, are freaking out about Ducati having a V4, and so Honda, you know, Japan, they, I think they want to put some stake in the game. So, I think it's awesome, because if there's another V4 on the market... It'll bring the Ducati V4 down just a little bit. No, it won't. You're, you're crazy. Little, just a little bit. I'm no, hoping, no, it's just going to bring the Honda V4 if it ever comes out that much higher. Well, see, the V4, okay, Honda can build a V4, but the only problem with the RC45 and the RC30 was it was prohibitively expensive. Yeah, what was, their v, what was the last V4 that Honda had? RC45. What about well, the, the VFR? Well, the VFR, the VFR, the VFR. Really count. What was the last VFR they had? The 12, oh, the 800. Yeah, yeah, which is technically, I think, still available. Oh, yeah, they're still, they're still selling them. They've got, well... That's an updated version of the original, was it, 08? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they had that 1,200, but, but that's, nobody that's talks about it. We don't talk about that. That's a V4 800, and they're coming out with a V4 1,000. Well, they talk about the 800, it was... It's a, that that's, their, that's their sport touring bike. Right. right. But, yeah, that's the Vortec motor? Yeah. Vtech, yeah. Vtech, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. Vortec. <laughs> Steven, what's up, dude? V and 4. Steven, Vortec, that 33E. Speaking of VFRs... Stephen just joined. He did. Mm-hmm. But nice. Yeah. I mean, the, v- Steven, the VFR. We're talking about V4s, uh, the new Ducati, the new Honda that they're uh, talking about. Just came out with, and the uh, the Interceptor that yeah. is still currently available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, the VFR is going to be completely different intensity. It's not a race bike, bike. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's a sporty touring bike. You got a block. You got a block right there, you know? Well, see, the block might be the same, but it's an 800, so now yeah, you've got to punch it out to a 1,000. I would hope for this bike, if they do build it, that it needs to be fresh from the ground up. It needs to be. Yeah. Built. It's... I think it would have to be. Yeah, but the problem is they've got all the development money in the CBR 1,000 mm-hmm. from 2004. Well, I don't think Honda's heard really fresh money. new color scheme. Yeah, it is oh, yeah. a fresh new color right. scheme, yeah. No, I mean, you never know. They've gone and updated a lot of bikes. They've updated the CBR. They've updated the Goldwing. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, Honda's really kind of got all the money. Why not? Mm-hmm. Honda, yeah. Well, Honda's got all the money, but it's... But not necessarily the direction business-wise. Well, Honda's I mean, such a big corporation. They can do whatever the hell they want. Um, <laughs> it's like Kawasaki. The entirety of the Kawasaki. The entirety, right. Motorcycle. They can stop building motorcycles. Well, no, the Kawasaki motorcycle, motorcycle... Division is just a tax write-off for everything else they do. I mean, they, they build fun stuff. Yeah, they right? build like tanker ships and bullet yeah. trains. Yeah, right? yeah, I they, mean, yeah, they do all the the huge stuff. So you got the little bitty motorcycles, and then you got like the earth movers and shit. Yeah, who's the? Let me ask you this: Who's the Honda rider in World Superbike? What's his name? Which one? Uh, like the new yeah. one or the, the guy that just finished this year? Or the yeah, guy they just picked up. Uh, the German kid. Um, Vandermark? No, I don't remember. They just picked up Leon Camier. I know that. They got him from MV. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, Leon's Leon's on Honda this year. I didn't know that. That's cool. They signed Leon, and the rumor was they were pulling Jake up, but I haven't heard anything official out of that yet. Okay. Huh. Who's the Honda rider for MotoGP? Marquez and mm-hmm. Pedrosa? Yeah. Okay. How, uh, how'd that turn out in the championship points? Marquez won. Marquez won Where were you at the last podcast? And Honda, and Honda won first place because I think Danny was like fifth. Yeah, who got second? Is it championship? Vinales. Yeah. Or no, uh, Dovey. 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 And then who's third? Probably Vinales, I think. Yeah. Neither there or Rossi. How many of those Hondas were top five in the championship this year? Two of them? Pretty strong. 
Well, okay. The difference between a GP bike and a bike that we can buy is the name. Like, the only well, thing that those carry over is the name of the tank. Well, that's, that's where I was going to go with yeah, my next question. That's well, what I was yeah, saying. But, that, you know, that's still a Honda bike, and then the Honda, the Superbike team. That's exactly where I was going with my question. What if, because in World Superbike, and just regular Superbike, Honda's nowhere near the top. Nope. No. Nowhere near the top. In World Superbike, it's it's Kawasaki's, <laughs> both of them. Yeah. Then Chaz Davies on a Ducati. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else. Yep. Okay. Every single race, they're they're in the top three. So what if this is Honda's kind of moment of saying we are dominating MotoGP? We're going to go down to the superbike class. We're going to build a motorcycle that will compete with the Ducatis and here's what I say to that. the Kawasaki's. If that's what they're doing. Absolutely, have at it. Because that I bike just, has to be available but the problem, to the public. See, the problem with all of that is you have HRC. They're going to have to have HRC develop a bike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. HRC's budget and development costs are going to MotoGP yep. and Formula One. Even mm-hmm. though the Formula One has been a debacle. Yeah. But now, I think actually, no, Honda's pulling. Their, McLaren is moving from Honda over to Mercedes now. So, or... They're getting another, they're getting their right. engines from someone else. So if they pull out of Formula One altogether, they have that budget to do that. Mm-hmm. But that is still at least three years from production. Right. And it's <laughs> going to be you I think that Well, it's two years before they say this thing would even come out. Yeah. That I think the number you have to build, I wanna say it's five hundred bikes to qualify. Yeah. Five hundred worldwide. So you have to build five hundred of these things and have to do all the testing. That's it? Wow, I would have thought it would have been more. No, it's I want to say it's 500 because they found all the Patronus bikes. They found all the Patronus bikes in a warehouse in Malaysia. There's 500 of them sitting there, and it's a 900cc triple. And it was it might be a great road bike, but the race bike it was a piece of right. shit. It but, was terrible. You know, at the same time, with the way the industry is, by now, we would have seen spy shots of something. Yeah. Wouldn't have been able to tell what it was, but we haven't seen anything... Like that brought out. Something would have dropped. Some, someone would have gotten a picture of it somewhere somehow. Yeah, it's not if they're if they're working on it. It's all bench testing. If there's it, there might be a motor, but there is not a motor in a frame yet. Mm-hmm. So, and it's there's a there's one guy there's one English guy that signs off on everything, and he was talking about the first time that they were testing the 600 RR. They had it. They had the 600 RR motor in an F4i frame, and they had the exhaust run out the back like normal. And they, but they had the F4i exhaust on it, so it's got this big long side exhaust mm-hmm. out the back with like a Saturn V rocket running out the back. And yep. then they saw an RC45 frame with something that didn't sound right, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And it was the V5 for the 211V. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those. They might be testing it. But it's one of those things where nobody knows what we're testing and nobody's got any pictures of it. Yep. And again, seeing that picture, it, it's a car it a car design. design. Yep. So it's one of those deals where, hey, this is a small possibility. Let's get everybody talking about something. Yep. I don't see it happening. And here's the other thing. Uh, although, okay, so the link that we posted on the Facebook page into Wingman Nation, it was information that was taken from the Japanese magazine Young Machine. We've talked about Young Machine a lot. Young Machine, actually, you can kind of. They're they're seventy-five, twenty-five. See, and there's that. When 
when Young Machine fo- what? On uh, off-road, no. Yeah. Young Machine first posted <laughs> about the new GSXR 1000. Yeah. About the new CBR 1000 Fireblade. They were pretty spot on. Yeah. So, I mean, there might be some credence to this, but there's just not enough solid. Yeah, there's just no solid evidence for it yet. But let's just let's just throw this out there. Who wants to see Honda make a V4? I want to see Honda make a CBR 1000 that works. Right. <laughs> let's, let's make a race bike that fucking works. Besides, I don't give a shit fun. what they... I don't give a damn what the engine layout is. Make some, Build a super bike that works. Because it ain't working now. You know, Something that's exciting. Well, I mean, the CBR 1000 is exciting, but you have to go in there and do a bunch of shit to it. Yeah. But like, you got to fix the electronics right off the jump. Right. That's not the kind of exciting you want. No. No. <laughs> like, let's build something that works. And that's... To have missed that that much mm-hmm. blows my mind. Isn't Honda the last of the top four or five manufacturers? They still haven't had a CBR hit 200 horsepower, right? No. No. Everybody else has. Yeah. Got 200 horsepower on paper. But, well, you know, yeah, you actually... You look at your dyno sheets, right? Like the 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 R one. Yeah, but I don't think I think his point is that Honda hadn't hit two hundred on paper. Yeah, but yeah, they haven't. No, they haven't. But I want to see dyno actual dyno pulls because we've seen dyno pulls on a new R one. It's one hundred fifty six and de-restricted. New, and de-restricted. Yeah, you pick up, you get to one seventy five. Mm-hmm. GSXR one thousands. We've seen dyno pulls bone stock one fifty three. Mm-hmm. Go in there, de-restrict it, get it rock and rolling one seventy two. You know, it's like they can sit there and say it's, it might be two hundred horsepower at the crank, mm-hmm. but it ain't two hundred horsepower at the wheel. No. By any stretch of the imagination. And the other side is Honda <laughs> never, never reveals what the power output is. No, they, no won't, they won't claim. You know, which on one hand is good for them because they don't want to say something and not yeah. meet anybody's expectations. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people, especially looking at the bigger bikes, they want to know how how much, they how want, badass is this bike. They want to be able to have that conversation in the yeah. bar. Yeah, that's what they want. I, I mean, think, well, I think the concept of Honda, a bike that handles really well, like Will always says, made the last not go fast, right? Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. That's a joke. That ain't no joke. <laughs> ain't no joke. It's actually true. <laughs> if Honda, who makes a really sturdy, well-handling bike, comes out with a stacked V4 engine in the frame, I, I mean, that, that should excite everybody. Well, I'm not I would be, be excited for that. I'm not saying it wouldn't be exciting. Right. I'm just saying I don't see it happening in right. the next couple of years because they have all that development money in the CBR and they have to recoup that somehow. I mean, they're not going to recoup it with CBR 1000 sales no. because that bike's not selling. No. Um, they're not going to recoup it. 600. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's selling about as much as the, as the CBR 600, which is because I mean, sitting on the floor right now at the shop, we've, we've got, got what five. Yeah. What, and thousands? CBR thousands. There's five sitting there. And only one has left. And it was the SP. Mm-hmm. The SP left. Yep. Which I was happy and sad at the same time. Right. Because it was the best looking one on the Oh, floor. it was the best looking yeah. bike in the shop. At least on that side. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Jeff's bringing up Will's dream motorcycle. The Super Duke. Mm. 214 horsepower, supposedly. Woo! <laughs> Although the new the new seven ninety dude, seven ninety dude definitely nowhere near two hundred horsepower. Yeah, the new seven ninety dude at hundred and five horsepower with all of the shit that comes with it, mm-hmm. cornering ABS, mm-hmm. 
all the entire the entirety of the electronic suite from the 1290 Super Duke yep. with 105 horsepower, and they just homologated it for the Twins class for yeah. AMA. They still haven't announced the price oh, for that one. I'm going to say it's 11 and a, about a 10 and a half <laughs> or 11 and a half somewhere mm-hmm. there because it's 8,500 pounds over in England, and the current exchange rate is 11.3. Can you clutch it up in third? Yeah, you probably clutch it in fourth. 100 horsepower. He hasn't been around Ramon, has he? No. <laughs> but now no, no, you clutch it. Me? Up. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I mean, that's on the opposite side of the scale. Get back to the Honda. We'll finish that conversation off. Will it happen? I don't. Probably not. Probably not. But Should it, it happen? Why not? Sure. Why not? If they're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, do we agree that a V4 I, conceptually is a superior motor? And uh, well, again, we can uh, attack her from different angles. Superior in what way? Performance? Yeah, it could be. Possibly. Yeah. Packaging? Maybe. Yeah. If you're needing to make the bike really skinny, really sure. slim and have torque and horsepower, okay. But see the prop, but it's firing order and they kind of chew up tires. What do they rev out to? Um, what does no, it really? Aprilia revs out to about 13 and a half. Yeah. Something like that? I think 13, the, 14 on the Panigales are the at 4. 12 and a half. 12 and a half, 13, 12, something like that. Yeah. Whereas a 4 but cylinders. The Panigales is a V20, right? No, it's a 4. That's the 4. Now, yeah. Now it's a 4. Okay. Well, I mean, you're. Yeah, so what's that one having to? 12 and a half, 13 and a half, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, your big bikes are always going to rev a little bit lower anyway. But what's, um, the, what's the big inline forward rev to? 14. 14, 15. I think what, the R1, I think. 14 and a half. Is it? I thought it was Safe, a bit higher than that, like 15 or 15. Safely, it's 14, 14 and a half. Yeah, I mean, R6 is 16 and a half, 17, so it sounds like a damn Formula 1 car. Coming. I was going to say, aren't there a couple leader bikes that are in the 16? Not that high. Not yet. Um, real quick, Michael says that he thinks Honda messed up when they let the F-Series go. <clears throat> His poor F2 is sad and wants a newer brother. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they took the F. They, they turned it into the 650F. They turned the 650 up, but when the when the F3 and the F well the F4i di- F4i died, it, when they it, canceled that. It took a while before it died. Yeah, but when they brought the 600 RR out, the yeah, they did that, that to compete that in super sport yeah. racing. The F4i reached its limit of yeah. performance and yeah. is yeah. off the design. 2002. and everything else. 2002, 2003, the double R came out. I think that won World Super Sport that year. They did. I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure it also won most of your six-hundred championships. Yep. And then that was a shot across the bow for Yamaha. And then in 06, they brought the R6 out and the new R6 there it went, out. you know. So the F, it would be cool for them to do that. The, the CBR650F or the CB650F or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's a spiritual successor. It, it, but it's a naked bike. Well, no, no, They've the, got the favorite version over here. No, the CBR 650's been out for a long time. Has it been out yeah. here? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the horsepower on that 650? Uh, it's like 100. 100. That's what that most of the F2 is. Yeah. F2 is 85. Yeah. It can provide a really spirited street ride. And you could probably have some fun with it on a track. Oh, you can ride it. Yeah, you can definitely take it on a track. It's not a race bike in any hell. You ain't racing it, but I mean, you can have a good time on a race track. Uh, Also, Jeffrey says, curious to see how the 790 compares to the FZ07. Oh, 790 is going to wax the FZ07. America Twins class. uh, Well, depending on how they do the class structure and the rules, they just released a couple of things. It's going to be an open ECU class, so your tuners and everything, you all right? 
Okay. Your tuners and everything, you're, you'd be able to do whatever you want to the ECU. So your tuners and everything in your smaller shops that have a dyno, they're going to be really happy with that. So you can crack this ECU open and rock and roll and do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, if you're running the smaller displacement stuff, like an SV or an FZ7, it's gonna. I'm gonna see. I want to know if they're gonna do a weight penalty on the KTM and the bigger displacement stuff. Um, yeah, that's gonna be weird because this, I'm pretty sure that 790 is gonna eat an. Oh, the, the 790. The 790 stock for stock is gonna destroy everything in the class. 105 horsepower again, cornering ABS, full on traction control, control. It's again, it's a, it's the same exact electronic suite and all the electronics from a 1290 just with less power. So, and it's the componentry that's going to come with the KTM, it's all going to be top-level WP stuff. So, it's going to be off the showroom floor a much more potent package for the street and for racing and everything else. Whereas if they, you know, if they, if say Chris, <laughs> Chris is going to end up buying a new SV, and are you going to let them run... Are you going to let him change the front what? forks out on an SV? Hmm? Like, because SV650 is still running right way up forks. Are you going to let him change out the, the forks on an SV? Are you going to let, like, what are your options going to be to make the SV and the, you know, bring the bottom of the class, unfortunately, which is the SV, more up to the top? So if there's more options, I mean, there's a lot of custom stuff you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So I want, I'm excited to see the rest of the rules package come out. Right. So we can see what parity they're going to have. Because if you're not going to let them do that, it's going to be a KTM 790 class yep. with a couple of MCO7s and a couple of other, like maybe a Ducati or two. Also, that's brands. what Jeffrey just said. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what he said. Yep. What um, but let, let's look at the fact exactly that there that. is the, the naked class uh, coming out for Moto America. Not worth it. Yeah. That is fantastic. Oh, I love the class. I'm with excited. As, with as many naked bikes are on the market today. That's what's selling. It's about damn time. It's what, That's what's selling. Yep. I mean, they. That's. I mean, they were. They're talking. They've been talking about making World Supersport a naked bike class mm-hmm. because they sell and over in Europe they sell an absolute metric fuckload mm-hmm. of middleweight naked bikes. Is that how much bigger is that than <laughs> the fuckload? Just an absolute, an absolute one. Yeah. That's a legitimate measurement. <laughs> they sell. Google that shit. They sell probably <laughs> for every one six hundred mm-hmm. full on Supersport bike, they probably sell twenty five to thirty middleweight naked bikes. Yep. So, so every one R six R six they, they probably sell twenty to twenty five FC sevens. So that sounds like a Vincent Price. Like Vincent Price needs to start talking right, right now. But I mean, let's look at it here in the U.S. too. I mean, the, the manufacturers they got to do something to get us get them these bikes involved in racing with this series coming up. It would I'm be fantastic. If I'm beyond do. excited for that. I mean, put a belly pan on it, make them run handlebars, and just put a basic number plate on it. Let's rock and roll. Hell, don't even need to make... Well, handlebars, not clip-ons. Yeah, I say but, run handlebars. Don't run clip-ons. Just, I mean, if we can... Uh, I haven't looked at the rules, so I don't know... What they haven't the released... The, they already. haven't officially re- released uh, the rules. But if they have the 300 series, they have a 700 middleweight, and even, let's call it a heavy... Dude, well, what would... They're, what would you call they, the 900? This is... Well, they would do a heavyweight... Na- they would do a heavyweight naked class, but that opens it up to Tuanos, S1000Rs, Super Dukes, Dixus 1000s, FZ10s, Z1000s. If they made that class... So like the old 1000cc open class. If they made a full-on superbike, naked superbike class, Mm -hmm. that I just 
phone it in, I'm gonna be at every damn race because <laughs> that is that would. I mean, we all know I'm the. I love Super Nakeds, and that's mm-hmm. my wheelhouse. I love that shit. If they made wheelhouse, wheelhouse. Super Naked Wheelhouse. Anyway, mm-hmm. so if they actually made that race class, yeah, fuck, I'm in. Let's go. I want a right. t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Super Naked Wheelhouse class. That, there we go. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think most of us, well, some of us anyways, just are you. fans of the Naked Bike anyways. I'm, I'm a huge well. Again, I'm... Okay. You, you've got two, but I've open. got two of them now. But it has to be naked. Yeah. Just like that. Just they they did anything they, huge. And they monstrous. did a class like that over in France for two years. It was. It I'm had just to have for the thick and veiny line there. Will thick and veiny. Uh, oh, <laughs> so they did a class like that in the middle in the mid two thousand. That was thick. It went. What's the sound effect when you die on Donkey Kong? So I think it's Pac Man. Whatever. But anyway, so. They did, like, literally, it had to have two wheels and a motor and a belly pan. Whatever else you wanted to put on it, you had turbo KT, K13 That's RPM. That's what I'm talking wheels. about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was nuts. I mean, just the shit that you, I was like, that's a big-ass turbo on a K1300. Oh, wait, that's spray on a B pan. <laughs> Holy shit. How fun would that be, though, if you could get past the turn you go? You just kind of giggle and you're like, oh, straightway's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass fire plane coming out of the exhaust and turning ship. Sign me up. Yeah. I'll arrive and I'll watch. How'd you win the race? I just flambeed the rest of the car. Yeah, I just burned everybody yeah. off. Yeah. Exactly. That's a cute turbo. You only have one. Yeah. <laughs> that would be just great. Oh, my God. But it's. If they would do an actual big bike naked race class, oh, I'm in. <laughs> I'm so oh. What Ham says super naked means all you're wearing is a cape and a smile Jeff you're right XR1200s were big naked bastards but I had to pick one of those fuckers up I want no part of trying to race that piece of shit God bless that's a fun street bike but fuck that as a race bike come back in here alright apparently the XR1200 didn't do so good anyways because no, the series got cancelled not too long ago well I heard uh I know a guy that raced those 1200s, mm-hmm. and he said that there's nothing scary in trying to block pass on a sports 1200. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. They're not fast. Yeah. They're okay, fast. I guess I'll, these will be mine. But, you know, at the same time, it's... <coughs> Taylor, what's up? They're not fast, but some bikes feel faster than they really are. Well, the fun thing is... <laughs> no, some... The SV. Like yeah, pretty much. The SV. Too fast. Well, see, yeah, the having ridden one of those and worked a couple, a few of those races, that was usually the best race of the weekend. Of course, because you're not watching a race; you're watching a fist fight. Well, that yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> like you've got, depending on the track, you had. Four guys on top of each other. You could throw a blanket over them. What are we talking about? Super Nick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Y'all are the ones sitting there pulling the double entendre, not me. What? We're not pulling anything. You're yanking. <laughs> I don't know what double entendre means, so. <laughs> I forgot. You're a mechanic. It's true. Bad. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. But mm. Steve Rapp would take off and disappear. And then it'd be everybody would be fighting from second He's to like, sixth. I want four guys on me. I'm out of here. Yeah, for real. Well, <laughs> under a blanket. Well, I mean, nobody will know it's you under the blanket. True. But... <laughs> You will. <laughs> it's you. Man, 
Biden. Although the funniest, one of the best things I've ever seen was <laughs> under blanket. Not under blanket. <laughs> well, anyway, so the championship race was at NOLA, and it was whoever won the race won the championship, and it was Michael Barnes and one other guy, and the it's first and second, and they're. Fully pinned, and the guy reaches up, and grabs Michael Barnes by the shoulder, and pulls himself forward in the middle of the race. And just and there it was. And Barnes flipped the fuck out. It was great. Did he, did he, did he have to be? I wouldn't know. Grabbed him by the shoulders and thrust himself into first place. Oh, God. For those of you just watching the show for the sorry, <laughs> going hard on the back stretch. But I mean that. And, the next year at Daytona, they were seven wide at the stripe for the checkered flag. Seven Whoa. wide. That's a gaping distance. <laughs> damn. Well, that's a lot better than watching just what, mm-hmm. one or two guys just disappear. And yeah, like, I mean, literally, just, it's seven. It's seven guys yeah. fighting for the win. It's like, oh, let's see who wins second or sorry, third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, yeah. So if they can make it to where the racing's that close, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, I'm all about that. We're talking about racing. Yeah, race. Yeah, I get it now. Not just racy subjects. Mm. Jesus Christ. I get it now. Let's, uh... Racing. Let's Mm. close the show with a a topic that Brandon actually threw out there. Just the other day. In fact, it was was yesterday. Was it electric? Yeah, it's electrified. Oh, yeah, the electric. Yeah, you can't see So ask the question. So ask the question. Pose the question. Yeah, you know, everybody's talking about uh, will Rossi retire after next season and... MotoGP is going to have uh, the electric class coming up, and I thought, man, he might be interested in, uh, you know, a first championship on electric, you know, another first for Rossi, you know, uh, and I threw that out there on the group discussion, and uh, I, th- I think it was met with not a chance. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be interesting if he decided to go at least for the first year. Right. I mean, if, if I mean, we're getting to a point where. There's no, there's no hiding it. I'm a Rossi fan. Right. But nothing wrong with that. The end is gonna, the end is gonna come, and you know, for where, as far as MotoGP is concerned, and why couldn't he just drop right. down? The fans are still coming out to see Rossi at every MotoGP race. He's still the face of MotoGP. Yeah, that was my thought on it. It would be a smart maneuver for Dorna. At the very least, to be the one that they're the governing body for MotoGP to well double all your earnings if yeah. you race one year to at least approach. <laughs> he ain't worried about money. No. Yeah. To at least approach Rossi and look and say, look, this is the first well, year we're doing this. You can do whatever you want. Some, yeah. some riders excluded. Having <laughs> having you as part of the the what do they call it? the. Do they have a name for the electric class? Uh, probably, it, it's probably the either it, it's the it was MXGP. MXGP. No, that's yeah. Cross Pro. Yeah, hang on, it was. Fuck. Well, they had it one, is, but I, it's, it's been so long. So it'd be attention. smart for them to have him at least in the first season, just to draw people to it. That's that's that was my thought. Because I mean, what thirty? Everybody wants the, to hear those bikes going one hundred fifty miles an hour down the back street. Going, they sound like fucking Tie Fighters, though. They may, they sound like fucking spaceships when they're done, when they're going quick. As long as all the bikes are equipped with microphones so you can hear everything they're saying. Well, see, <laughs> now that you've approached, my, my initial reaction when you asked the question was, he would be intrigued, but I don't see, I see him having more fun running the team, running his teams, running his businesses, 
I mean, that and guy doing is that. a racer. But he's a racer, yes. <laughs> now, having you having said that, and me it popping in my head, mm-hmm. then reading the article from Road Racing World, if they get some of the old school guys to come back, mm-hmm. like Sete, Max, Loris Caparossi, oh, Sete will Gary, never win another race. Well, he didn't. But, <laughs> I, know. I know. But, like, you get Gary McCoy. You get all the old school guys from, like, the mid-2000s that raced with him, and you put them all on electric bikes. If they pull that off, that would be cool. Put his ass on that. I would see him doing that just to go play with the old school guys, yeah, and, and that would be cool. That'd be fucking fantastic. No, I'd like to just watch them do that on anybody. Yeah, yeah put them on fucking Ninja Two Fifties. I like that shit. We got to put the fastest in the back. Real quick, <laughs> yeah. J Mac. Thanks for joining us tonight. Get out there, go Slow ride. It's a beautiful yeah, night out there. Yeah. Uh, Michael yeah. says. Carnage at the first turn. Michael kind of had a half comment here. He says, what would help electric bikes more than Rossi in the race world, and and what is it? Say again? What is it? Well, no, somebody commented, and it wasn't a very good thing. It wasn't a full comment there, so. There. Oh, read that one. And, you know, we, that's a lot of dead air here. Uh, there are so <laughs> oh, he was, he was many saying, manufacturers are going... Eventually, electric is going to be all you can get. We're going to fuel is going to be so expensive, right. so we can still ride our you know fuel burners the way they are. But it's the world is moving toward electric. Europe's you planning know? on being all electric by what twenty thirty or twenty? No, there's a couple of cities that are want to do that. Uh, I, it's some someone that is on the Scandinavian Peninsula. If it's Sweden, Norway, something like that. And well, if you had Rossi riding your bike, if you had Rossi racing your bike, I bet you'd sell it. <laughs> oh, you'd sell it quite a few, especially over there. But I wouldn't buy. It. I would. I'd buy a zero. Honestly, I want to ride a zero. I do want to ride a zero. I'd buy one. Although I think the like the, the new like the I'd rather I'd get a, you would like. I'd get a damn zero Motard. Supermoto Zero. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be more interested in the Alta than a, yeah, the Alta, a yeah. street. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, a motorcycle that goes on the street. Alta, you know, you jump on that, go cruise around the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening, Tom? We're gonna see you this weekend, buddy. What up, dude? But again, with if they can pull off, they can get the old school guys to come back, and then have specific individuals who are good at electric bikes. Mm-hmm. Mark Miller. Well, the Isle of Man TT on an, on an electric yep. bike. Michael Rudder. Mm-hmm. Get those guys on there and get the GP guys and actually have some funding and actually have some development on it. Let Lightning get in there. Oh, yeah. Let Sariola, the Belgian company, get in mm-hmm. there. Let, let uh, anybody who wants to play, uh, yeah. can afford to play. Let's, let's come play. That was Honda be there watch. with the Mugen. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's the best funded electric bike you'll ever race bike mm-hmm. you'll ever find. That's like NASA. Right, but I'm all for it. Watch, I'm all for it. It'd be a blast to watch. You could do some fun things in the like with people watching. You could, you know, you could have fucking music playing, and you'd still be able to hear it. And then you yeah. could, you'd hear everything else if you've got somebody mic'd up in the helmet. I think that would be fantastic. Some, you can hear swearing on each other in NASCAR. You can, yeah. yeah. Well, is NASCAR still a thing? It, apparently, know, but you could you could you could rent yeah. the, the headsets yeah. and tune in to the different mm-hmm. drivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can hear what's going on. And it's he's gonna catch on fire. And it's one of those deals if they because oh, like, just like we need to put a mic on Daniel next time he goes up to the track. Fuck no. And stream it live. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. He no. came down on me. No, it's more like <laughs> more like. Eh. Fuck, why did you do that corner right, you slack ass? Hey, I gotta go save my Jeffrey asked, who is the guy racing at the <laughs> <laughs> 
at Bram, the Bramo check wall. Shit, Eric Boston was racing one for a while. Um, That's right. Yeah. It was Eric. Eric was sponsored by Icon and Bramo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know who's racing it now. Well, does Bramo really exist anymore? Bramo exists they because Polaris, Polaris, but Polaris owns it. Victory doesn't exist anymore, so I think they're going to run that under something. Indian. I, I don't see them doing it under Indian. I don't see. I, I I see them spinning Bramo off on its own brand once it's mm-hmm. viable business wise. Right. I don't know. I cannot remember who was racing the Bramo and Chuck Wallace. I know it happened. I can look at. I I could find it. I just I don't know right off the top of my head. <laughs> awesome, cool. So I guess that'll close out tonight. Where are we um, at? Hour one. Hour one. Hey, there we go. Ooh. So uh, wow, that was that was a, that and a half. half. If there's anything you want to hear, obviously jump on Facebook. Send yes. Us, send us your messages. Uh, whatever you want. Um, say hello. Tell us what suck. Tell us what you want to listen to. And, um, and find us on your uh, favorite. Podcast listening, yes. uh, Google Play, iTunes, ShoutEngine.com, all of those. Everything but SoundCloud. Yeah, everybody but SoundCloud. Yeah. Give us a follow and uh, tell your friends. Uh, share and invite. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more, you, when you listen on the uh, podcast pages, that's when it helps us. Uh, and viewing us here on Facebook also is a big help. Yeah. Give us a review on iTunes. And please. Facebook. And on Facebook. Yeah. And on Google. Just, I don't know. I think Google does ratings too. So I, don't, I, I know nothing no, no. about Google Play. Um. Uh, that it will definitely help us, and we appreciate every bit of it. Absolutely, yes. Um, join us next week. Uh, we'll be a little bit better. Maybe we might be a little bit better prepared. I don't know. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Next week, we'll be talking about our the favorite lies we've told about rides throughout the years. My fish, oh! My fish was this big. Yeah. fish Motorcycle fish stories next week. I, I, have, I, I have, was doing 210 miles an hour on my CBR 600. Oh, like the ones we've heard or the ones we've told? I, okay. I, I stated I have I have a retraction and a correction to make. I stated while we were on our trip, um, you know, to Dale's Gap that I had never crashed on the road. And then I was going past the spot the other day, and I went, "Oh yeah, I have." So I owe an apology to the guys to whom I lied. I have been down on the road before. Liar. Were you on Bandit? Oh, except your no, I was on my brother's SV650. <laughs> <laughs> you bust up the radiator? Uh. Uh-uh. Wow, that's a first. No, I have never seen an SV650 crash and not fuck the radiator up. But I have. I I wasn't there to see it, so it's okay. <laughs> Where? If if an SV falls in the woods, does it really fall? Nobody gives a shit. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, knew my mind. Mine too. Yeah. On that note, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank fun. you, guys. Uh, that was fun. We'll see you all I next have. week. Same time, same place. Same place, maybe same, the same time. time. Right. We don't know. Hopefully we'll be on time this time. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Probably Wish not. these two luck as they go flat track racing. We will probably we will go live if I'm gonna try and make it there and I'll show it show it. So So Don't record it. Go live. We're gonna go live. Alright. I'm gonna do both. So guys, see you next week. I'm Crystal Wingman. Yes we will. Bye. That's Will. Stay to the track, man. rat. Okay, bye. I'm Brandon. Hey. We'll see y'all. Okay, what I'm saying. See you next week. Love you, meet a bye.